When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, do both conference finals see the brooms? Stay tuned. Season 4, Episode 64, The Bolts Broadcast, Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw joining you today. Chase, how are you on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon? I'm doing pretty good overall. Um, just hanging out. It was a very, very productive day for me. Didn't get a lot of sleep, but it, you know, it, it was weird. I've been sleeping relatively good these last couple of days, but... When I've been sleeping good, I, I feel like I've had less, you know, less production where, you know, except for minus last night, it was really busy. But, you know, the last couple of days, you know, like prior just felt like they were kind of kind of a little light Then today. You know, I'm running off like three hours and it was like one of the most productive days I've had in the last couple of months. So, like, maybe I maybe I truly am built to sleep as little as possible. Funny how those things work, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it, man. It sucks. I, I walk around being tired all the time, but like I, I just troop through it but then when i'm rested it's like that was so good why don't i just get more of that and then i get nothing done it might be one of those where you're so tired that the only thing keeping you awake is being productive i don't know maybe could be a correlation there who knows it it could be it very well could be dude i am exhausted i'm ready to do nothing because uh yes or today as you see the exhaustion already kicking in uh long day at work and then as i get out at five uh, I sit in line for an oil change for two hours and finally get out of that and just finish eating dinner. And now here we are recording again. So uh, I am ready to sleep tonight, but I am very excited because we got one more day of work Thursday and then we've got a half day Friday, but it is also uh, kind of a party Friday morning uh, in my department. So it's really not like we're having a day at all. And then I come home to Michigan. So it's going to be a good time once we get there. But one more day to track through and I'm ready to get there. Let's get this get this week over and get me home for the weekend. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, so I'm glad you're excited. And, you know, a lot of people are excited because they, you know, they might get, they get that longer weekend, even if it's just Monday. Um, some people are getting Friday, too. Well, my weekend is quite opposite because mine is slammed i am up at like 6 a.m every day and lucky to go to bed at midnight like i am i'm getting at her because it's it's a it's a big big hockey weekend for us for for what we got to do so yeah i'm I'm gonna be be slightly occupied which again i got i'm not gonna complain too much because 
I'm, I'm getting to do something really fun, something that I love, but it's dude, it's going to be a lot of hours over just a couple of days. Yeah. And that's the weird thing about being in that type of, uh, career path because there's days where, you know, when's your slow month, June, July. Oh, dude, June and July, there isn't a damn thing going on. There's, there's like one, you know, like we, we will go to scouting events and, um, there's one that we'll go to in June and it's Vegas. So like, well, (laughs) you're, you're, you know, you're gonna go watch some hockey, but remember it's Vegas. So, so June and July, it's like, other than Vegas, it's, it's like nothing. Yeah. So it's a weird one because you're probably going to be working holidays, obviously working Memorial weekend hard where us normal people in the, uh, the old office setting, we get those days off. But then again, uh, come July, I don't know, 18th, hopefully that's not a weekend. Uh, we're going to be in office. You're going to be chilling. So, uh, and you love what you do. So there, there, there's, uh, there's yeah. a caveat as well. well. I'm not going to complain. And I want to say that's either like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And don't Perfect. ask me why I know that. Perfect. All right. Well, today on the Bolts Tuesday. broadcast. <laughs> you're so dumb. Sorry. You're so dumb. <laughs> Go ahead. Today on the Bolts broadcast, going to be talking about the conference finals, what we're looking at. Uh, we talked about how we thought it was close in the last episode. Uh, we'll tell you exactly why that's not the case uh, here in a second. Then after the commercial break, talk about GM of the year finalists, little world championship check-in, who's looking good there, who's not looking so hot. So let's start with the conference finals. Um, tonight, we could potentially see our first team making the Stanley Cup as the Florida Panthers currently up one nothing in game four in which they already lead the series three, nothing. Yeah, it's, it's wild, dude. So going into this playoffs, like basically everybody said, yeah, Boston beating Florida. We're moving on all like the big panelists. I I think of the ESPN ones that made brackets. Only one said Florida was going to win, you know, that, that type of thing. It's so they, they, they squeaked through that first round and now they're, they're just rolling They're They've rolled through this series. It's been a really, really good hockey series, really, really close games. Um, and, you know, Florida plays, uh, you know, the, the way they play the game, it's kind of like the Islanders, but a little more exciting where it's really like mitigating um, risk offensively and defensively. But they, there's still a little more opportunities that are had. So they're, they're but they're just, they're just playing really good championship level hockey right now. And it would not have even, you know, begun to say that, especially when they were playing the 65 win Boston Bruins. But here, uh, 13-24 left in the first period. Still a lot to go, but Florida has looked pretty good. They scored 41 seconds into the game, and that you know that gives you a ton of momentum, especially while being at home. So this very well could be could be done before um, you know before this even releases. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing to me is when you look at the best teams in the league, they win those close games. I don't think anyone thought Florida was one of the best teams in the league coming into the playoffs, but. They are not dropping these close games. They have beaten Carolina by one goal in every single game, which is just stupid. And a lot of it, obviously, Matthew Kachuk, who we mentioned last week's or last episode, Sergey Bobrovsky, uh, who we mentioned last episode as well. But did you see the crazy stat about Sergey Bobrovsky, who said he loses about 15 pounds every single game? Yeah. And then also. Yeah. He lost 20 pounds in, what was it, game one or was it game three? Game one, I think. He lost yeah. 20 pounds. Which, like, sorry, I'm yawning. 
Uh, like, did you did you see like the before and after pictures of him in the locker room? Yeah, he's tiny. Yeah, dude. I guess uh, he's not lying. Like it actually happens, and like I, I, you know, I'm far from you know some sort of scientist. I, I don't know body science, so like I, I'm intrigued to know how that can happen. So like to such an ex, ex, you know such a, like, a wild extent, it, it's crazy to look at. You know, I remember seeing something years ago about like you know LeBron was playing on a like a severely swollen ankle or something where like his ankle, um, you know, he added like eight pounds of just pure fluid to his ankle during the game. I was like, dude, that's, that's crazy. But I can see how that might happen because your body's not excreting against going to your foot, but to lose like 15 pounds, like, holy hell. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense when I'm thinking about, uh, UFC fighters, MMA fighters, what they'll do is they'll dehydrate themselves to all hell when leading up to a weigh in. And they'll wrap towels around themselves, make it really hot, obviously. I can't imagine the goalie gear is very cool. And obviously, no, you're playing on ice, but you're doing so much activity in all that gear. So, I mean, it makes sense, but 15 pounds every game and then 20 pounds in the one game, like that, that's just different. It's it, it, it's absolutely just I, I i can't i can't fathom it and you know one thing to keep in mind at the top as you said like with the whole goal equipment thing and it being warmer and you know see even though it's still ice yeah obviously it is ice. like it's it's a sport of hockey but you know if you go to a local rink um you know like for, for us you know we have the onyx down the street that, that's not a you know traditionally super cold rink but it can be cold at times where there's some other rinks like fraser that's just down the street from us as well. That's a really cold rink. And you feel that from the stands all the way down to the ice surface. Well, you go into these professional venues, you don't feel cold in the stands. Like you, you feel pretty comfortable. Sometimes you might feel a little, little warm for whatever reason you might feel cold, but it's very rare that you will. So the ice conditions are a little different. They spend a lot more money on treating the ice to make sure that, you know, it, it's up to quality, up to standard, but it still is different temperatures and stuff. So it's, you know, generally at least a, a little bit warmer than like what the average rink is going to be playing on an NHL ice surface or any of those bigger ice surfaces. So like they're also sweating more just because of that too. So all that said and done, like I can understand that you're like sweating more, but it just, it doesn't add up to me losing that much weight. It really doesn't. That's just, it's still just crazy to think. Yeah. It's absurd. And it's also absurd seeing the Carolina hurricanes have such a tough time with the Florida Panthers. I mean, they tore up, the New Jersey Devils. It was not a close series. Games were, you know, five, six goal differentials. Like, they were wrecking the Devils. Then they come in against the Panthers, and the most goals they put up is three. But when you look at the series overall, they have, no, excuse me, two. The most goals, or in the whole series, I should say, they have three total goals. So uh, they've been struggling big time to put up the points, and, Obviously, Sergey Bobrovsky, a big part of that. He's just killing it, dude. Keep, like it's 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 his it's his consmith to lose at this point. All right, let's go to the next series, one that we thought was likely the closer of the two. Uh, it looked like Game Two was going to go the way of the Stars. Not the case, as they went to overtime again. That was four games to start this round of the playoffs. That all went to overtime. So that was pretty crazy, but goes to overtime. Golden Knights take it. This next game, they take 4 nothing. It hasn't been very close in the last little bit of game, and when you see what the Dallas Stars are doing out there on the ice, they're frustrated. Yeah, like, 
especially in this game three, like Vegas was just the better hockey team. And Dallas, you know, this this is where we're going to start talking a lot more about, you know, the shit about this game because this game had a lot of shit go down. Um, like Dallas kind of shot themselves in the foot, you know, a minute and a half into the game. Their, their captain, Jamie Benn, decides to, you know, he as he claims, um, you know, use the guy below him to push himself up. But in everyone else's eyes, he lays a vicious cross check on a vulnerable player laying on the ice and gets himself, you know, kicked out of the game for it, as he very well should have. You know, um, f- first time Jimmy Ben's gone down in a while, if anybody knows that reference. Um, but anywho, with with all that happening, uh, there's been, you know, there was a really big kerfuffle. Um, you know, the, the you know, bit of a bit of a skirmish after the play, you know, um, you know, people kind of get in the fights as they do after those types of things. Um, so, you know, Jamie Bynum got a two game suspension out of it. Max Domi got a fine out of it. Uh, it was just, you know, an absolute nightmare from, you know, like from that, that point kind of going forward. Um, like, you know, there were more and more penalties as the night went on. Um, you know, it, it just, it, it became a shit show for Dallas. They kind of couldn't, you know, handle themselves. You know, they had four straight penalties in a row there in the second period where it was all just, they were all unraveling types of penalties. It just like it, they really, they, they really just showed that they, they were done in this series. Once all that happened, it was very clear that Vegas is it's theirs to lose again. I don't think they, they lose game four. I, I don't see how that happens. The way things went with Dallas, like the team, it just seems like it's Vegas's. And I think the Dallas fans kind of know that the way that they, you know, react on the ice. I'm, I'm sure uh, you've seen something about that, Mike. I mean, I thought it was, insane looking at the Jamie Ben cross check going back and looking at it uh the fact that and it was on Mark Stone right yeah sounds about right which I mean people know my thoughts on Mark Stone if you listen to the show quite a bit but bro legit held his face to the ice with his stick for like two three seconds after he was already down it's like what the hell are we doing here yeah, I did it I got no idea what was happening but uh, it's really unfortunate because when you look at Jamie Ben and his career, obviously when you go back to, I think it was 2015, 2016, he led the league in points with only 89, which is asinine in itself, but a very talented player. And then his last couple of seasons, not been as productive. The stars overall haven't looked, I guess, the same, uh, especially him and Tyler Sagan, but When you look at this year, he really revived it. He came back 78 points through 82 games. He was having a good playoffs, 11 points through 16 games. And then he goes and does this dumb shit. He's done for the season because Vegas is winning the series. Yeah, man, it's like it, it it really is a shame. And then speaking of a shame, the way the Dallas fans just like treated that after, after all, all this, this, you know, after all this bullshit, like after all, you know, all the shit with that, like, you know, them collapsing, just throwing all, you know, all the shit that they did on the ice, like, you know, littering the ice hole of beer and, and wrappers and jerseys, like all, all that type of shit. Like, that's just, that's a joke. Um, you know, I, you've seen people in the past, you know, they, they throw a Jersey on the ice, uh, Florida scored again. Um, they might throw a Jersey on the ice after their team is really bad and they get frustrated and I still think that's stupid, but, it happens, but for the whole crowd to be just throwing beers and all that shit on the ice, like, that's just that's just stupid. That's pathetic. That's embarrassing by a fan base. Like Dallas just has no hope, and it's a shame because I wanted to root for Dallas, but now I'm kind of just kind of just out on them. And what do you know? It's Matthew Kachuk who scored that second one, but uh, I- it, it was such a lucky break for him too. Just like a kind of weird bounce right now. The pucks up top. 
fired shot off off the forwards uh, fucking chimp pads, and then just right onto Matthew Kachuk's stick as Freddie Anderson like sprawled out to try to make the save, leaving the five hole wide open. There you go. Uh, I, I think Dallas fans should kind of take advice from. 13-year-old Mike, um, when my team lost in the playoffs, I would either punch a wall or go to the bathroom and cry and swear. You, you know when your mom yells at you, but you don't want to get yelled at again, so you're just like, motherfucker, and like you're really quiet, yeah. though? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like go to the bathroom, cry, do that, and you're fine. You don't need to throw away jerseys that cost you over $100 out on the eye. Like, Let's let's stop being too dramatic here. Take advice from thirteen year old Mike. Go to the bathroom, cry a little bit, swear under your breath, maybe punch a wall or two. Uh, one that's not going to break your hand, and one that you're going to be able to fix. But like, let's chill. Yep, I, I I agree here. And Carolinas are already unraveling. They're 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 falling apart. They they look absolutely rattled. Rod Brindamer is looking like he's just in pain standing behind that bench right now. So. It's done. Game over. Yeah, I feel for Rod the Bod. I mean, this Carolina team has been so talented. One of the best regular season performers over the past three, four years. But they just could never get over that hump. Uh, A lot of the times it felt like it was Boston that took them out. Uh, This year, they didn't have to face Boston thanks to Florida. But now they're going to get smoked by Florida, which is unfortunate. I want to go back to Vegas and uh, Dallas real quick and just talk about Former second overall pick, Jack Eichel, he's having himself a bit of a playoffs, a bit of a postseason, 16 points through 14 games. I always like to keep track of some guys that uh, I have a soft spot for. Now, Jack Eichel, ever since he kind of went down with the injury stuff and the huge Buffalo um, discrepancy and all that kind of stuff, I really haven't kept tabs on Jack Eichel as closely as I did in the past, but... Being able to see Vegas continue on this long run, of course, I'm going to keep tabs on them and having a good postseason so far. Probably this year as a whole, like he's just really kind of figured it out again. Uh, you know, just one point shy of a point per game this year in the regular season. You know, right now, combine all the games, he is above a point per game. And like he, he just looks happier, looks like a better hockey player. He, he looks like, you know, he is someone who, you know, belongs playing with this team after you know, as you mentioned, a bunch of just unfortunate injuries that he kind of dealt with um, some high expectations. He wasn't able to live up to early on, but it's, you know, he's bouncing back. He's not worrying about that anymore. It's, it's kind of like a Taylor Hall thing where, you know, Taylor Hall first overall pick um, had some, you know, good hype really for first overall pick though has underwhelmed, but it's become a very, very good, very stable pro. Um, someone that Boston relies on heavily. Uh, Jack Eichel's become becoming an elevated version of that where he's, becoming a great pro and becoming a great leader. He's producing on the ice. He's playing strong, you know, strong enough in his own zone on top of providing that offense. Like he, he's really found it, really put it together. And, you know, it, it's good to see, um, you know, I think part of that came with him just getting older and maturing and realizing that like, you know, it's, it's time to take it serious. And I'm really hoping he continues to put stuff together and goes on and lives up to his expectations a little bit more with Vegas because uh, it's a kid that I loved coming into the draft and obviously watching him and Austin Matthews in that one world juniors championship. I mean, that, that was just peak American world juniors for me, like so much fun. I remember, I think we were watching in my basement at one point. So a lot of good memories with uh, those two names and hoping for the absolute best out of those two. 
I agree. I, I 100% agree. Uh, Florida is just no, dude. They're on the penalty kill, and they look 100 times better than Carolina. Like this is just. I feel bad. Like I feel kind of bad. Yikes! Rod the bot's gonna have to <laughs> give one hell of a speech when you head into first intermission. But we'll see if anything happens oh, yeah. there. We're gonna go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, talk about the GM of the year finalists as well as a World Championship check-in. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. If you head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, head over to the NHL and Team Futures, there's some pretty good odds going on. With three of the biggest favorites in this year's NHL Stanley Cup playoffs being eliminated early on, we now see the Maple Leafs sitting atop the NHL championship odds. You look at the Oilers next, the Dallas Stars, and Vegas. Those round out your top four. While you have the underdog Seattle Kraken sitting at plus 2,000. Some pretty good odds out there. Make sure to head over, check it out, and place whoever you think is going to win the Stanley Cup. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050. Or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text hope and why. In Kansas, call 1 800 522 4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See draftkings.com sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Let's face it, with coffee starting at $5. Yes, even without any customizations, and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. With my student loans catching up to me, I head to Raycon.com. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. Right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product production insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and a flat fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. My three favorite components of the Raycon earbud, the earbud's tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. When I'm in the gym and my partner won't shut up, I just pop those bad boys into noise isolation and go to work. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today 
to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings and Raycon. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Chase, any big bets on the line tonight? Not in the night, no, but it's funny. Uh, so Carolina scored. It's 2-1. to one. Uh, 5.25 left in the first period, but I didn't place anything. I did get a brother, uh, brother, a text from my brother saying, you know, of course, I bet I bet the under. This will be the one game all series that actually does go over. Um, yep. you know, I, I laughed at that because that, that's just the kind of lock, you know, I've been having these last couple weeks as well. So hence why, you know, I've, I've slowed down the bets a little bit. But, but yeah, he's just, you know, he, he's just a little rattled. Um, you know, speaking of the betting, I would like to say that I hope all of you hedged me and my my series winners because if you hedged me then like you guys be making some pretty good money because i'm gonna go over two again <laughs> what was the over under on this game um i think it was five and a half and right now we're sitting at three okay. with four minutes yeah under five minutes left in the first so like, there's still time yes like it, it could it could stop oh carolina's under breakaway oh oh okay never mind that's a penalty okay don't call it it's fine all right anyway sorry I mean, Tyler's losing that. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> he's for. All right, Jim. G. My goodness. It's really getting me today, isn't it? GM of the year. We have the finalist. Who do we got? So, you know, starting off, we have Bill Zito, Florida Panthers general manager, Don Sweeney, Boston Bruins general manager, and then Jim Nill, the general manager of the Dallas Stars. Those are the three finalists. I think we all know who's going to win that one. So we can just kind of move on. All right. Sounds good. World championship checking. <laughs> that's, 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 that is Don Sweeney, like 100% getting all the votes though. Like he, I, I'm not a big fan of this award. I've talked about it in the past. I, I think it's, it's a hard thing to say GM of the year. Cause like they're not making a ton of moves that are only on the now. Yeah. They're, of course they're making moves to add guys right now, but you know, they're trading future assets, players, picks, whatever it might be that kind of have to wait, see how things turn out. So if they did this, like gave it out once every three years, and then like, you know, like the GM, like award, whatever they want to call it. So it's like, you know, like the, like how they have the Jack Andrew. I can't remember what the GM of like the year award's called, but who's named after, but like, so it's, you know, it's awards given out every three years to the GM who exudes the best, you know, exceptional, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm trying to say? If they did that, I would like it a lot more because you can see how things play out a little bit better. But just, you know, really what this comes down to is a team that has success and their GM went out and added a bunch of players to the deadline. That's really what what this award comes down to. But it is very clear that based off of what the standard is for this award, that it, like he's got this thing locked up. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it should be a long term reward, uh, maybe a, a three year every three years it gets rewarded or something. Um, so I agree it should be more long term. And I mean, we talked about it after the Bruins lost potentially brought in too many players, shook the room up a little bit too much. I mean, that's what happened with the Rangers. You bring in Tarasenko, bring in Patrick Kane, didn't work. So there are times, and uh, I don't know if it's just in our NHL franchise modes in uh, NHL 23, but when you do a lot of moves, it shakes up a lot of the chemistry and always makes you have to redo all the lines, which is annoying. But nonetheless, going out there and bringing in a haul during the trade deadline doesn't always mean you're making the right moves. No, it does not. And 
you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. It's a very, very real thing. Um, you know, for, for example, when I was in Saginaw, we had five first round picks on our first power play and they couldn't score because it's you got too many talented players. You know, they, they want to pass it to the other talented players too much. So they, they, maybe they don't move the puck as much, or maybe you get someone, they think they're too good and they fire the puck more. They'd be like, you know, like we've got so much star talent. We don't need to worry about things, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's a very real thing. You got to have that right balance. So bring in more guys just to boost up your star potential. doesn't always work. And I think that's kind of what we saw. Mm-hmm. All right. World championship check-in sitting in the quarterfinals right now, USA, uh, really generous side of their bracket. I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, no, the things work out pretty well for them. It should be a, you know, smooth sailing to to the gold medal game as long as they don't they don't blow things here, but you know, r- r- right now how things first match up um so it's a 16 team tournament um so the top 8 move on, the bottom 8 kind of stay back um you know, simple cut as that. Um so the US will be playing Czechia here in the in the first quarter final. And then uh, Switzerland will be playing Germany in the second. So that was who was kind of between uh, was the U.S. and Switzerland, who was going to be the number one seed. Um, you know, it, so Switzerland, if they won their game yesterday, then they would have had it. But they dropped it. Um, you know, so they had six wins. U.S. also had six wins, but they had the point advantage based off of um, the overtime loss or whatever. So USA, they, they got that number one seed. So they get the, you know, the much better luck of the draw. And there's some some fun matchups to really look, kind of look forward to because with USA, Czechia, Switzerland, Germany, Canada, Finland, and Sweden, Latvia, you know, there's a couple teams that aren't, you know, generally in there. Like, you know, more often you might see a Slovakia get in there or, you know, maybe you, you see, like, you know, every once in a while a Denmark get in there. But, you know, without Russia, without um, Belarus, excuse me, really without Russia, though, um, you start seeing kind of more and more teams of different different countries' levels get in there, and it's cool to see. Yeah, and you know I love the Latvians, so seeing them in there is huge for me. Not not sure they're going to have the greatest time against Sweden, but they made it, so I'm happy with that. Here's a question for you. Obviously, no one really wants Russia back in this tournament right now with what's happening over there with them, Ukraine. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, bad stuff happening, but I think when you're looking at strictly hockey, and it's hard to look at that by itself with humanity going on in real life. But when you look at hockey, just generally, Russia's one of those big teams. They're one of the teams that you're excited to see them match up against the U.S., excited to see them match up against Finland, Sweden, Canada. It's always an entertaining game. I mean... Do we see Russia back in here at some point, or is this like a get used to it because it'll be a long while before that happens? I don't think it's very far off till they're back in. Like it, I, I really do because like international hockey is better with them. It's, you know, plain simple, cut and dry. The hockey is better with them in it, and I get the politics of it all, and you know what, the like kind of what they stand for and what the IHF stands for. You know, very contradictory things, but in terms of the hockey. It is better hockey, and for you know, for the young kids, for the for the like the, you know the U twenties, the U eighteens, U sixteens, you know, it, it's it sucks more for them for me than it does for like the adults, the adults, whatever. You guys are getting paid hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars. I'm not gonna feel as bad for you, but for these kids, you know, they, like like the Matthew Mishkov, he, he worked so hard. We never like didn't really see him in a full capacity at a World Junior tournament. Um, something that you know he definitely would have wanted to do, but. You know, it is what it is. I think it'll be sooner than later that we we see these teams get back in. Whether it's going to be all the teams, I don't know. Um, but 
I, I, I would be shocked if it's another like even five years, really. Okay. Now looking at the bracket as a whole, what are our thoughts? I mean, we initially said us should be smooth sailing to the gold medal game. Uh, who do you expect them versing on a Switzerland, German Germany, not German. Uh, and then also other side of the bracket, who are we looking at coming out there? So I, I think we're, we're going to get, um, you know, like, like, a you, I, I, here's how I think the medal is going to go. I, I really think like USA is locking in the gold here. So I, I think no matter what, that's kind of who they're going to be, um, you know, like that, that's what the case is going to be. But in terms of what we're going to be looking at for the other medalists, um, I, I think we're going to, we're going to end up seeing Canada in there. So like Canada's grabbing that silver. And then I, the way things have gone, like Switzerland's kind of, they've kind of earned a medal and I just don't, I don't see them like, you know, getting the gold or silver, it just doesn't, for for some reason, it feels like they'll win the quarters, but when it gets to the semis, like I, I think their luck's just going to kind of run out. Um, so I do see a U.S., Canada, um, you know, meddling situation, and then Switzerland is probably the other team that um, I, I can kind of see happening. Okay, cool. And U.S., Canada, we'd love to beat down the Canadians once again. It's always fun doing it, so being able to see it for the gold, nothing better. Oh, 100%, 100%. All right, we're going to go to a quick hockey name of the day. We've got old Axel Weminborn. V- Weminborn. There we go. I'm going to go there with the go. Weminborn. I was going to roast you. Yeah, a- Axel Weminborn. You, know, you can say like the E, like more, a little more like an A, but you're not going to get hate on for saying for like, saying like that sound. So really, a- Axel Weminborn, uh, he is a Swedish forward, 1992 birth year, 31 years old, 6 foot. 194 pounds uh, playing in the Hockey Svenskin, which is the second pro league there in Sweden. I uh, spent some time over in the United States back in 12, the 12, 13 season played in the USHL. But other than that, he's just played Swedish pro um, doesn't really have like, any international experience. Just just been kind of one of those, you know, steady, reliable pros played some time in the SHL played some time in the Hockey Svenskin. been a, been a little bit of both, but not a name that, you're going to see sticking around a ton, but I just, I really like the name Axel. So, you know, whenever I come across it, I, I like using it. And a bit tricky if I wasn't a seasoned veteran by now with the old Vammon versus Whammon. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see you come a long way. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you could, hit him with an outro. So, I always want to thank you guys for listening. If you don't follow us, Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, at Bolts Broadcast. You follow Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Why well, right, go follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure you go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the pods in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, raise five stars. Send your questions, comments, concerns. We'd appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when it's time for DraftKings. And do not forget to support our friends over there at Raycon. Thanks so much for coming out. Talk to you next time.